eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Friday, June 17th, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Those of you on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, man, you got to be sick of my face at this point. Dave Biddle is on vacation. I am limping to the finish line here. Fifth show in five days. I don't have laryngitis or anything like that, but I've brought in the man Steve Hellwagon to provide me some backup today. Steve, you look like you're resting inside in some air conditioning, much better than the rest of our staff. Yeah, no doubt. It's been a rough week. I'll just say that uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, three days at the Ohio State camp. And uh, t- Tuesday and Wednesday were regular camp days. Thursday was the seven on seven. And temperatures in the 90s all three days. Um Tuesday to me was the worst because it was the first day of it. On Wednesday, you were kind of like resigned to it. You knew that uh, it was actually hotter on Wednesday, but it, but my body maybe had acclimated a little bit to it, I guess, by then. But uh, those kids, I give the Ohio State staff credit. They do not shortchange the kids just because the conditions are not good. They are in the trenches with these guys, teaching them on every rep. Doesn't matter if it's an eighth grader from uh, Racine Southern or if it's uh, somebody that they're trying to get uh, as a scholarship player at Ohio State. So they uh, they really give extra effort at these camps, and it's worthwhile to be taught by the very best. So uh, a lot of MAC coaches around as well, and so yeah, a lot of good teaching at these camps. You want to talk about something that the pandemic took care of? These camps. They're great for Ohio State, like you mentioned, but most of the kids at the camp obviously are not going to get an offer from Ohio State, and they're really just showing off for other coaches who are there. Um, other guys, keep in mind, coaching is a very tight fraternity, and there's calls being made from Ohio State coaches to other guys about guys they like that maybe couldn't make muster at Ohio State. So the pandemic killed that. The kids came back, although I know that for one of the days, they scheduled 150 kids and about 90 showed up because of the heat. Yeah. So you get a check mark next to your name just for effort on that day. 
No um, doubt. I think that they're trying to find out who's a dog, who can go out under extreme conditions and uh, and really do the job. And uh, I think that that if they're making an investment in you, a half million dollar investment in you, then that <clears throat> that is, um, you know, that's important. And it's a grind, man. Some camps are run as, uh, you know, dog and pony show type camps and some are made a grind to see what you can put up with. So. Guys have gotten through that. One guy who was there yesterday that we need to discuss, Ryan Montgomery from Finley. We'll kind of use this as a way to stop quarterback here, as we are wont to do on a Friday. He was there with his Finley teammates. He, of course, looked as good as ever. I find it sometimes a little bit difficult to get much out of, you know, the uh, underwear Olympics, as they call it. But um, you can see he has a strong arm and he's, he looks the part, man. You're talking about a kid who's going to be a sophomore in high school. And I saw him at a recent basketball tournament. I think he's a good – he's definitely about 6'4". If he's not, he's he's getting there, and he is starting to add – he's going through that stage where – I don't know if it's boy to man, but he's starting to look like he's, his bench is getting close to 300. And uh, he obviously comes from a family where putting up the weights is not a foreign deal. And it does seem like he's going to be the quarterback for 2025. The interesting part is kind of what comes in between. How do you assess the situation in general? Well, start with Montgomery. I I like him as well, and I think he is their guy. I think they are fully invested with him. If they take another quarterback, it's it's a you know Dylan Rayola, Devin Brown situation where you found the absolute number one in the country who wants to be at Ohio state in 2025, but Montgomery's going to be up there. I think oh, yeah. he's going to be in the top 50 or top 100 nationally, probably at Finley. I'm interested to see how he plays uh, this coming year as a sophomore. Uh, again, uh, division one team at Finley going to play against good competition and we'll see uh, this fall uh, how all this athletic ability how that frame, how everything, the arm and everything translates to the field uh, this coming year. But all the intangibles seem to be there for him. And a lot of the tangibles, just looking at him, you can see he's a specimen. Mm -hmm. He's got the offers already. I mean, my goodness, Georgia, Michigan, Michigan State, Notre Dame, Penn State, Ohio State. He's got all these top schools vying for him. Uh, Tennessee, Wisconsin, he's getting ready to go on a Southern tour uh, to, to check out some schools down that way. And uh, wowed them yesterday at the camp. Bill Curlick and Pat Murphy, uh, they posted some videos of him. So go on our site, see what's there, and uh, check him out. Just in terms of the quarterback position, obviously Stroud this year. Next year you've got Kyle McCord and Devin Brown probably going to battle it out. Uh, but the question is, who are they going to sign for the 2023 class, knowing that Dylan Rayola is already committed for 2024 and theoretically Montgomery for 2025? Who do you get to accept the scholarship in 2023, knowing that by all rights, it's going to go, you know, straight. You got to have some luck. Yeah, straight over your head to Rayola. I mean, that's that's kind of interesting, I guess. But uh, um, that's a new one. I, I, I shared that whole situation with a friend of mine who's a coach at the college level who didn't hadn't heard about it. And he's like, "Oh, they're doing it backwards." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a little difficult getting a quarterback, but uh, they may have to go in the portal to to, to benefit themselves." 
uh, in that class in terms of a quarterback. But at any rate, it's all going to come out in the wash. I don't worry about it. It's Ryan Day. He, uh, he seems to be one of the most competent people I've ever met in terms of running a football program, and he's only been doing it for three years. So um, looks like it's going to work out. I'll tell you what, his hair is still as black as ever, too. He's either dying that stuff or it's not getting gray earlier. I'm telling you, if you want to look at some crazy before and after shots, go get yourself some Trestle or some Meyer shots. John Very- Cooper. John Cooper was a young man, and he was a beaten old man oh, by the time aged. it was done. Oh, he aged. Um, yeah. It's like becoming president of the United States, though, in terms of what it does to Before your hair. Before and after. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You, you need to get a Brill Cream, NIL, for the coaches. Go old no school doubt. on them. But, uh, yeah, no, what that's just totally interesting is that it's not like Rayola and Montgomery are just fly-by-night guys. These are, like, future you know, you'd almost think future NFL prospect types. And I know we're talking about Montgomery like it's a fait accompli that he's going to be part of the class, but I would think something would have to happen of an irregular fashion for a kid, despite the fact that Finley's a little bit up north um, and that that area has always sometimes preferred the maize in blue. With your brother on the team, and as anybody has the Twitter, his brother and the Montgomerys are all in on the Buckeyes right now. They are recruiting heavy, and they are as positive as all get out. So big smiles on the Montgomerys, and the same hair as my son, just the trendy kind of lacrosse hairdo for everybody these days. But very optimistic there, and the fact that they had Finley at the very first camp and the very first kind of slot kind of lets you know he's getting the marquee treatment. Let's actually bounce around to some other guys you saw earlier in the week. I saw your story on Chris Jones. There were a lot of new names in here of guys who just show up from states like Florida and Virginia, and it's just an impressive array of talent. It's almost kind of we take it for granted now that Ohio State can just, you know, call out and get the elite of the elite to come in here and practice and and warm up for them in front of seriously warm temperatures. Who kind of caught your eye? And there's always a little buzz that gets generated at the camps among those standing on the sidelines. Give us some names. Yeah, very interesting. The Christopher Jones situation, outstanding linebacker from Virginia, 2024 prospect. So he's going into his junior year. Uh, he is straight out of central casting. Looks like uh, Darren Lee standing there or Raquan McMillan mm-hmm. uh, in that 6'3", 225 range now. Probably going to be 240 by the time he gets to college. And he's the kind of angular-looking linebacker that Ohio state hasn't had in recent years and needs to get back to, in my opinion. And um, I was very impressed with him issue with him is he showed up and he had a little bit of a knee tweak. So he had his knee in a brace and he only ran like a four, seven, five, something like that 40. So his 40 time wasn't impressive, but he admitted he wasn't quite, he called it a bum knee Still try. I don't know if he's had surgery. We didn't get all the details on it, but it seems like it's something he's trying to work through, and hopefully he's able to play his upcoming junior season without any limitations. But he's a guy I know Virginia Tech is going to be right there with oh, yeah. him. Uh, also, Notre Dame, he was going there after Ohio State's camp. But straight out of central casting, loved him. Offensive line is very interesting, Dan, because – They've got the three commitments for 2023, which is Montgomery, uh, Austin Sierraveld from Lakota East, 
and Joshua Padilla from Wayne High School down nice in Dayton. Yep. Yeah, and I think they've got to get a blue chipper, you know, a national top 50, top 100 guy to go with that. They had a flock of 2023 offensive linemen come through there. So guys that you even think, well, may, maybe he'd get an offer. But Justin Fry being very, very selective at this point because he's got three guys. Now he needs that cherry on top or two cherries on top to uh, to round out that class. He did make some 2024 offers. They had a kid who was there on Thursday, Ian Moore, from Indiana, who was yep. very impressive. He was the best in show, we thought, that day and merited an offer. And going back on Chris Jones, it's funny how this whole thing works. He works out in the morning. We interview him at noontime, okay, uh, or, or when his time was done at the camp. I guess he inter- he worked out noon to two. Then we interviewed him afterward and said he hadn't been offered. And then by the time I got home to write the story, he's already mm-hmm. tweeted out he's been offered. So I've got the story ready to go. I've got to rework things, you know, to throw in that he got a late offer. He was not brought into the office, it didn't seem like, and offered immediately. So Again, with five or six of these one-day camps, <clears throat> the coaches have to weigh the guy they saw two weeks ago against the guy they just saw, his game tape, what they thought about him personally, what they thought about him on the field, and as we were talking about, who's a dog under these conditions? Who goes out and gives you that extra effort and shows that they can be an outstanding player? There's a lot that goes in uh, to these offers, but there's a couple guys I saw that I really liked. Going back to Tuesday, let me just call that one up real quick. If there was anybody who tripped my cord on Tuesday that I fell in love with. uh, Let me just fill in one thing there. What's also interesting is, like you said, this is the first time, even for Ohio State's coaches, that they're seeing a lot of these guys in person. Yes. And so. Because of COVID. Exactly. But we all know that what you're listed in the program and – you know, what your actual size is, it's almost sometimes hard to differentiate on tape exactly how big a guy looks or how tall he is. So yeah. it's even more important for basketball. You get six one guys who come in and they're five eight. I once anyway, I got on an elevator once with Robert Pack, who was an NBA player listed at six two. I am five ten and I would have posted that guy up, but I digress. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the two guys I liked on Tuesday were from Ohio. Jordan Marshall, Cincinnati oh, yeah. Moeller running back. He rushed for over 1,200 yards as a sophomore this past year at Moeller. They went 11-4, and four, made the regional championship game, went pretty deep in the playoffs. And, of course, they're playing the Bengals, the Bears, and the Browns every week. Right I mean, they are, they are playing one of the best. If I mean, Cleveland St. Ignatius comes down to play them in Cincinnati. So – um there that's almost a level above high school football it is it's it's a it's a it's like 1a you know know, it is it really is in terms of how the kids are prepared expectations you know coaching etc and that was another thing i interviewed uh a kid an offensive lineman from princeton uh his name escapes me right now but he had been at colrain previously and he said if you don't bring it every day they eat you alive in practice that's just how it is at these football factory high schools like Coleraine and St. X and Moeller that uh, you are developed every day in practice. So those, those places have an advantage. The other guy I wanted to mention was Cleveland St. Joe's 2025 running back. Love this name, Bo Jackson. I've heard that Uh, name before. 
Yeah, he was at the camp. I've got him listed as a running back, but he may also be a linebacker, I think. So um, I guess he's only going to be a sophomore this coming year. So both those dudes got offered. What's that? Both those dudes got offered, which is kind of rare for two Ohioans. Exactly. Exactly. So Ohio, always good to see Ohio representing. And uh, one more camp on Tuesday, Dan, Dylan Rayola, and as one of our buddies in this industry said it's going to be a crap show on yeah. uh, Tuesday. Say, I don't think he said that, but go ahead. No, uh, it is. Uh, that's the more of an alliteration. Gonna, yeah. They're going to rock the vote and you're going to have all your luminaries. It wouldn't surprise me if Justin Fields is there on Tuesday, yep. if he can make it or, you know, whatever, but that they always have one of these camps where all the former players come back to kind of rock the vote. And, uh, I think that may be the one on Tuesday. So we'll see it, it, what 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 stars, what freaks come out on Tuesday. You got to think if somebody has impressed them in the first series of camps, five camps, and they're kind of on the fence about offering them, they invite those guys back for the last one yep. a lot of times, and that may cinch it up a little bit to get their offer. But, you know, we'll see Tuesday. And this is all leading up to a week from today – the weekend to end all weekends in terms of visitors. Bill Curlick is need to need to get some extra rest and have a plenty of cheeseburger or cheeseburger burgers with nothing on them to get prepared for next weekend. We'll have a ton of coverage leading up to that. It'd be silly for us to even to try to start that. Literally it's the apex of the summer and it's the apex of recruiting for Ohio state. It's also kind of ends one period and starts another. So we will be all over that. We're going to take a quick break for those of you listening to the podcast. Come back and tackle some questions, and we will lead off with basketball. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, we are back. Question from Darren Dorsey. That is a wonderful first name spelled correctly, just like my eldest son. Buckeye basketball. What's your thoughts on this year's freshman class, Steve, compared to others perceived to be great? Yes, this is a highly rated group, much anticipated, many minutes to be had. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think that uh, they did a great thing in getting Isaac Likely from Oklahoma State to take some of the onus off Bruce Thornton at the point guard position because there's going to be a lot of pressure put on him to uh, to be a contributor as a true freshman. Bryce Sensabaugh, it all sounds like, is the real deal, was the Florida player of the year. Bruce Thornton was the Georgia player of the year. And uh, those two guys, I think, are going to be pushed into heavy rotation. Felix Okpara is going to be the backup to Zed Key, probably going to have to play 15 minutes a game at least. And uh, they put a cute thing up on social media that they had to raise the the vertical jump thing or whatever for him. And they said, do with this what you will, that right. uh, this guy is a freak. And um, I think his first uh, way he's going to impact games is defensively and then emerge 
as an offensive threat as time goes on. I, I do look for good things out of him and Roddy Gale as well. As far as like, where does this put, I think obviously the greatest class they ever had was the Odin Conley class. There's nothing quite like that here. It's hard to top that. Yeah, it's going to be hard, hard to top, to top that even ever. That's, that's Ohio State's Fab Five. I mean, David Lighty was in that class too, one of the all-time greatest winners they ever had. And Daquan Cook, three NBA players, you know, were in that in that class. So. I saw Daquan Cook last month, and he's driving a gorgeous Bentley. So things worked out for old DQ. Yeah, he was in the league four or five years, so he made enough money to to support himself, no doubt. Uh, but this is a very good class. I don't know if there's any one and dones like that class. Of course, I didn't think Malachi Branham was going to be a one and done, and look what happened. Um, I like the trajectory of this basketball team this year. I don't want to t- dominate the show with it. I think it's a combination of the holdover guys, the transfers. If Tanner Holden, we had a note on him in the boarding house yesterday. If he could play close to the level, I mean, you don't expect him to average 20 a game in the Big Ten, but if he can average 12 and soon can average 12 and said he can average 12, I mean, that's three pretty good guys to kind of, you know, rely upon, and then you just kind of fill in around the edges around them. So I think it's going to be another good year. We're waiting on some schedule stuff, ACC challenge, who they're going to play there, possibly at Duke, maybe at uh, – uh, there was another one that was hot. Virginia Tech possibly could be playing there, if not Duke. So I guess we'll have to wait and see when that comes out. If we're playing at Virginia Tech, Blacksburg's not exactly the Miami the Miami of the uh, destinations for you reporters. Know, the football stadium is on the edge of town. So we stayed off I-77, mm. dropped our stuff, drove into the edge of town, went to the game, and then at midnight, 1 a.m., whatever it was, we turned around and went back to I-77 in West Virginia to our hotel. I mean, I never saw Blacksburg. I never saw the campus. Yeah, the stadium was the first and only thing we got to. We didn't bother going into town. So I've uh, spent uh, some time of my life in Virginia, and Virginia Tech is not in Virginia. Yeah. It's, it's down in this, like, they Tennessee, speak, West Virginia. <laughs> they speak Cajun down there. I'm not even kidding. There's a school called the UVA, like Clinch Valley. And I had, a, I worked with a guy there and he's like, they speak Cajun down here. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. East Tennessee state recruits hard there. That's true. Yeah. So good Lord. Um, let's talk basketball recruiting for a little bit, even though people are probably getting overdone with basketball, they'll live huge prospects in the area this year. It's not always the case that Ohio state's focus is in town. They got two guys on the radar that I think they want real bad that are also national prospects. Dalen Swain out of Columbus Afrocentric and Devin Royal state champ at pick central with our Sonny styles, who is here now. Royal is the definition of a guy who has blown up. Um, I'm not even sure he was always considered the first fiddle at pick central until maybe the past couple of years. And now he's adding offers from everywhere. He's killing it on the EYBL circuit. He went to the Pangos All-American camp and got you know, plenty of love. He just added an offer from Alabama. So he has blown up. Um, Swain, maybe not quite as much, but uh, I know they're both high in Ohio State's board. What's your vibe on those dudes? Yeah, uh, 
Royal was in the top 30 at the Pangos uh, camp, which was really good. They were both at the Ohio State team camp last week. Royal only got to play one game. It was against Xavier Booker, who's another outstanding prospect the Buckeyes are tracking in that 2023 class. If they got Booker, Royal, and Swain to go with Austin Parks and the guard, George Washington III, that would be one hell of a powerhouse class, let me just tell you. Uh, Royal, something to watch this weekend, I believe, is his official visit weekend to Michigan State. So Tom Izzo and the guys up there are going to pull out all the stops to try and land an Ohio guy. And, of course, they've had success. Talk about Nick Ward from Gahanna. Went up there and played uh, from Central Ohio. Trice so, brothers, Trice. Yeah, exactly. They've done they've done really well in Ohio over the years. Different guys. So, um, I think that uh, this is Ohio State's biggest threat is Michigan State. Uh, we'll see what comes through that and when Royal is going to make an official visit to Ohio State. Swain, same thing. Waiting on him to to figure it out. I think uh, some he is. Uh, I want to say Virginia Tech is involved with him. Ohio State, uh, Marquette. Marquette. Yeah, it was one of them. So he's got some different schools looking at him. And Jeff Rabjohns from our Indiana site just reported uh, Xavier Booker just made an official visit to Indiana, did not commit, and is now scheduled to make a senior year official visit to Ohio State. Labor Day weekend for the Notre Dame football game. Ohio State will put its best foot forward for Xavier Booker. National 24-7's got him in the top five. That may be a little high on my on my radar just because of the caliber of the competition he's playing against. Potential-wise, though. NY2LA. Yeah, potential-wise, we were talking off the air. He is an NBA guy, no doubt about it. He's, but, he's, about, he's a legitimate 6'10", <laughs> 6'11". Yeah, and he's got skills, yep. and he's an athlete. Uh, but that's tremendous, I think, from Ohio State standpoint, that they're going to get him in when things will be at a fever pitch on campus that Labor Day weekend uh, for Notre Dame. So those are the three big names I look at. Scotty Middleton uh, from Sunrise Christian is also involved, and he just made a visit to Seton Hall. We'll see if Ohio State can get him on campus uh, here in the days or weeks ahead as well. But uh, They've made some offers from their uh, team camp. Dorian Jones, outstanding player from Richmond Heights 2025. Uh, they made an offer on him. And a point guard, Daquan Warren from Erie PA, just over the border. Mm-hmm. He's been to Ohio State several times. Keystone? To, yeah, Keystone Academy. Uh, he's told me he loves Ohio State, and we'll see. Ohio State's in on the ground floor with him. I think Rutgers and then some small schools have offered him. He is a really outstanding point guard, in my opinion, and uh, he is, I think, going to end up one of the top 75, maybe top 50 players in that 2024 class. So we'll see what happens. But Holtman and the guys, they're pushing straight forward. I posted an interview with Jack Owens, the assistant coach, get to know him pretty well. He seems like a really great guy as well, and uh, you can check that out on the site. You're going to want to watch July. That's when – these yep. guys are going to end up going through the end of the EYBL schedule. Hopefully, all Ohio Red 17 still have to win a few games, I think, to make the peace. Yeah, there. maybe got to win two or three games. And there's a big event up at Cedar Point, uh, Ohio and Michigan coming together. Well, Midwest Lot. Yeah, like one is Oakwood going to be there? We will be there. Our hotel wow. is booked. Yeah. 
I think there's like a hundred high school teams it's, coming yeah, in. It's basically the top schools from Ohio yeah. and the top schools from Michigan. I mean, it's yeah. an impressive list of schools. I'm not sure how good that is for, you know, Oakwood going to the shed on multiple occasions, but we do have a yeah. division one player, Will, Will Maxwell, who's also on all Ohio red and we'll get a chance to show his wares. College coaches will be there. Uh, oh yeah. No, it's, it's Holman, it is, yeah. If you remember, they did be there. They used to do an event where they invited everyone in Ohio individually. Do you remember when when they opened this up, they let every state make their own decisions on how to do it. Yeah. They had an individual thing. And when they invited those those games, when you invite individuals in and try and play games, they're, the games are just awful. Yeah, so they decided to go to the team approach the first time they've done it. So we will do it and try and enjoy it. All right, we're going to take some questions here. Some of them are kind of going back to what we discussed earlier, and we can kind of hit on this. Do you think Ryan Montgomery will end up a five-star or a high four-star? I would say four-star with the potential to possibly be a five-star, depending on how he plays. That's what He hasn't played a lot of high school football exactly. yet, so I think you need to see how that translates into games on Friday nights. And if he's putting up big yardage totals and they're winning and whatever, then so be it. But um, – <clears throat> He's got all the attributes, I think, that you're looking for in a quarterback and a bright kid. I think uh, as we get into this process that the people are going to take a, a liking to him, and I think he's going to be on that cusp. If it's top, usually top, where do they cut off the five stars? They want it to be basically 30? the first round of the draft. Yeah, so the top 30 is verified air, man. That's yeah. That's no. the best of the you're top best. Three, you're top three usually in the country at that point. Yeah, quarterback. Yeah, you got to be top three at your position. So I I would say he's got an outside chance at it. I wouldn't predict it, but I'd say he's got a chance to be a high four-star at the least, yeah. He's definitely got a chance because he's on the radar so early. He's going to get invited to all the camps, all the elite yeah. gatherings where all the reporters get a chance to see you on. And here's one thing that's going to help him. He's He's a big dude. So he, he has he's going to make a good early impression on the evaluators. Imposing. Yeah. So, I mean, you got a lot of six one guys that are going to stand next to him that you're going to be like, that's a real decision when you're talking quarterback because he's legitimately and Rayola, too, by the way, Rayola already is as big as CJ Stroud. Most of these guys who are quarterbacks, their dad played quarterback and Rayola's dad was in the trenches just battling the biggest behemoths on the world. So he's a strong dude. All right. Back to quarterback. Nick Stam is on a roll here. If Kyle McCord wins the job next year, do you think Devin Brown will stay? More than likely, if this plays out, McCord will be the starter next year. Steve, your vibe. Yeah, that's a tough question uh, given the transient nature of the quarterback position. I, you know, I'd say it's 50-50, and only Devin Brown knows for sure. And perhaps he and McCord have a conversation. McCord tells him, hey, if I blow up in my one year, I'm outie. So, you know, uh, Ryan Day, again, has to manage a quarterback situation. And, you know, you need depth at the position just in case. Ohio State's been pretty lucky. Uh, not many injuries at the quarterback position. Back to the JT Barrett injury there uh, in 2014. And then he split time with Cardell Jones in 2015. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I look at it. <clears throat> And it's a good problem to have, to have great quarterbacks on your roster and have to manage that situation. Um, you know, I'm eager to see what Devin Brown can do this year. 
if he can, I'm not conceding the job to Kyle McCord. Right. Per se. I don't think I, he is either, by the way. Yeah, I think Devin Brown's going to make every every bit of a run at that as he can. He made a throw in the spring on a go route to one of the other freshmen. It was just incredible. Over the shoulder. Well, he's blessed. Behind, yeah, behind the defense. Uh, just amazing. So I, uh, I want to see more, and uh, I'm excited about the future at that position, whether it's McCord or Brown, and they'll just manage it. That's all they can do. I mean, the face facts here, they're on a run of first-round quarterbacks to the point where if you start for one year here, you can go right to the first round, right to the top. So he's got that to sell. That's not going anywhere. And his track record is is such that, I mean, if you were a transfer quarterback, where would you want to go? You know what I'm saying? So if Ryan Day calls, you answer that phone. You know, it's like him, Lincoln Riley and Nick Saban. And uh, day now are just, it's almost back to the point. I remember when I covered recruiting in basketball, way back where it was like Duke and Carolina, they don't recruit, they select. That's it's it. Different. It's just different. It's All just right, last, different. last question, Darren, again, how do you think Marcus Freeman's, you would, you're the best person to ask this. How do you think Marcus Freeman, who by the way, has walked back his comments on Ohio state, but, They've already left. There's already some scar tissue developed there that he can't completely remove. So how do you think Marcus Freeman's former teammates at Ohio State feel about his recent comments stating Notre Dame is a finer academic institution? He essentially called them dummies. Yeah, I talked to one of his former teammates about this, and uh, we kind of came to the uh, conclusion that this is a relatively young guy put in a uh, very difficult position as the head coach at Notre Dame at an extremely young age and for that job, I mean, youngest coach they've ever had, obviously. Probably, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how old Newt Rockney was when he He's got the He's real job. young. He's really, yeah, in the He's modern alarmingly era. alarmingly young. Yes, alarmingly young to have that job. <clears throat> so I think he's just trying to say things that he thinks will ingratiate himself <clears throat> to the fan base and – you know, I keep using this analogy. We've been in these little publishing wars with these other websites for 20 years now, and we have never found in these instances that you build yourself up by tearing somebody else down. And I think that's a lesson that he's learning uh, from this. Now, he's saying he was misquoted. I didn't go back and listen to his radio segment on 97.1, and I didn't really uh, – read the Dennis Dodd story verbatim. Um, so I don't know where the truth lies on this. And I haven't listened to the audio of the, I guess it was taken from a speech that he gave somewhere or something that maybe Dennis Dodd attended I or got the audio from. It's like I the Sabans. Yeah. It's like the Saban stuff. They're talking Saban to people. Thing. They want to give money. Yeah. So I'm just, uh, I'm in the middle on it. I still consider Marcus Freeman to be a great Buckeye, even though he's kind of renounced his Buckeyehood at this point. And uh, I just kind of chalk it up that this is how he feels he needs to cater to his fan base is to get them all whipped up and say, you know, but Dan, they've been doing this for years. This is straight out of the Notre Dame playbook. Mm. Uh, we, we don't take Prop 48. We can't admit the kind of players that Michigan, Miami, and Ohio State are using to beat us. Uh, you know, so don't hold our losses against us because we're losing the teams that, that can admit athletes that we can't take. I mean, you put that in, I didn't put that in, right. you know, it's just it, holier than thou has been. That said, 
they also recruit nationally Forever. though. So yeah. their their pool of dudes is a little bigger, larger. Yeah. So let's finish with this. Uh, I'll finish with this comment to Marcus Freeman. I don't know who wrote this, and I heard it the other day, and I kind of liked it. Take the high road. There's less traffic. Because <laughs> yeah, this is probably- that's, that's what I've always tried. As I said about these things, with these little I was trying to wrap it up. Yeah. That we get in with these other websites or whoever. I had this, you had that, or I said this or whatever. It's like, hey, you know. God bless you, whatever, you know, it's, that's kind of our feeling on the whole thing is like, you never get ahead when you, when you try and bring somebody down, you, you don't pull yourself up. So there's, there's plenty to go around. Yes. We appreciate Steve stopping by. It's been a heck of a week here. We will be back at it on Monday. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.